hard as ever, I can tell you that. <laughs> Putting our hands on passes and balls. and Receivers, uh, they couldn't catch a cold if it was the middle of February. Well, I don't get a day break, they ain't cold. Ain't no good! He missed, he missed it. it! He missed it! Drop it on my feet next time. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 60 of the Soda City Sit-Down. We are real excited to get episode 60 out. Of course, that is a milestone episode, another, I guess, another 10 episodes down. I love seeing the round numbers and a new set of, a new a new digit there in that, in that first column. Uh, another fun fact about episode 60 is we are releasing episode 60 as Wes Clark has hit his 60th home run of the season, or so it feels like. Uh, he is on an absolute tear, and we are excited to get more baseball talk coming in uh, later on in the episode. Uh, we Jesus. have What? I mean, it's I was like putting a square, a square peg into like a round hole there, dude. <laughs> no, no, that was accurate, okay? <laughs> that was accurate. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, so lots to talk about. Got a lot really to talk about in all the main sports, so uh, it's been a busy week. Uh, we've got a little bit of a shorter, a smaller group here tonight. We've got just myself, we've got Marino, we've got Matt, and we've got Clayton. Y'all can say hi well, no as y'all like. Hello, no. Sorry, sorry. Not Go enough ahead. going on this Yeah, week. I don't have anything going on either. I was just, <laughs> I wanted the opportunity at least. <laughs> I was trying to I, think. Of I don't want to do the intros because I don't want to get into what I could get into a oh, I see. on today. You know, Tyler just wants to get our intros done so he can take up all of our time to talk about what he really wants to talk about. I I, I know if I get the opportunity, I'm just going to stay silent because it's a little depressing. <laughs> and, I shouldn't laugh. And uh, we got Tyler here tonight. Tyler, what's been going on in your sports day? Nothing. I don't want to talk about it. We can talk about it in quick hits, and and only we'll give, talk about it in quick hits, and we'll give him I two minutes. I still am digesting things, uh, but yeah. Uh, before we get into the rest of everything, before we get to all that quick hits, y'all probably come like on. Let's crash right into this episode. About. <laughs> We've got uh, just just normal reminders. We are on Anchor now, uh, which opens the door for us to pro- uh, to broadcast on a lot more platforms than we had been before. Uh, but what we've been doing just uh, go to our Twitter page, which is at Soda City Sit Down which is also what we are on Instagram. And just find that link. We keep our recent episode pinned. Go to it. It'll bring you right to the Anchor tab. You can click on whatever your preferred streaming site is on all that. Uh, whatever you do listen to us on, please feel free to subscribe to us, to rate us, to review us, all of that. We do love seeing all that come in and see what you guys think. Uh, see um, if we can work on some things or if we're just doing a perfect job already. So uh, keep it coming. Uh Follow us on the social media platforms. Tell your friends to follow us. Tell your friends to listen. We really appreciate it. But uh, outside of that, let's just dive right in. It's baseball season, and we don't have anything negative to say so far, do we? No. I mean, there were definitely a lot of concerns going into the season, and we haven't yet reached any of these teams and any of the schedule, really, that we're worried about. That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't think, despite that, I mean, I don't care how bad Dayton is or isn't or Winthrop tonight. We came out and we we put on a show, particularly offensively. And like you, it, at a certain point, you just have to go out there perform, no matter who you're playing. And you you couldn't have asked for much more for this weekend. I mean, 
Game three on Sunday, a 5-1 win was the closest it got. I mean, the pitching was good. Seven runs allowed over the three, all three days and a ton of runs, 12, 12, and 5. Home runs in particular. Like we we kind of got some glimpses of it last year, even though in that super shortened season we saw like, like wow, we are hitting a lot of home runs, and it seems like it's only higher this year. Yeah. So I was just gonna say that, you know, there's a lot of positives to take away, and I'm not trying to, to you know, shit on us oh, too much. Comes. But I'm just saying there's a lot of sunshine that, pumping. That last year, we were also four and zero at this point. We swept Holy Cross in dominant fashion. Then we beat Presbyterian. And then that second series against Northwestern is really where we uh, went off off the rails a bit. So I think yeah. there's still a lot to prove. And this upcoming weekend is going to tell us a lot about how this team is going to be for the future. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, like, I, I but I, I do agree with Matt was saying. Hitting was good. Pitching was good. But we had, like, eight. K's in a row, which is a school record from um, God, who's the pitcher? I can't. Bosnick. Bosnick, yeah. Um, defense, defense has struggled a little bit tonight, but like seeing the performance that was there last year and seeing how that defense was, it's definitely much improved. So as long as they can, and that's a lot easier to improve than like being able to hit. So I think they 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 got they started strong. I'm uh, looking forward to how they grow this year. We talked a lot to TJ last week, too, and he, he mentioned all these things about this team being an older team, having a solid rotation of weekend starters. And, you know, that that's not just talk. Like, we, we saw that this weekend. They, they look a lot more aligned, I guess, as a team. The pitcher, the starting pitchers look really solid. Really, the only blip we had all weekend was when Bosnick got a little wild and we found out that that's because he had a blister in his hand they had to pull him out before that he was striking out the whole team so yeah i mean all things considered there, there's there's not too many takeaways from these games that that look bad on us yeah what was bosnick's uh, stat line it was uh it was officially like nine strikeouts uh like four walks and zero four hits right and, yeah i mean they they couldn't hit him no <laughs> one way or the other no so yeah, if you wanted to be really nitpicky, you could could play about the walks, and then you know, like Marina was saying, well, the yeah, errors, but you get the blister like, on the hand. I, I, that, I know. Really I, it's definitely uh, there's definitely a lot of good to take away. Yeah, I mean, you got to say TJ killed the the preview that he gave us last week. I mean, yeah. I think every single it's pretty spot on. Yeah, every single thing that he said was going to be a pro ended up. You know, we saw that being showcased this weekend. I think every name that he dropped, uh, they definitely were spotlight on the weekend. Uh, so, I mean, you know, our pitchers are good. As we said, Bosnick had the eight straight strikeouts to start the game, uh, which is, I mean, how deflating is that? I mean, you, you know, you're out there, you're probably, like, thinking, ah, oh, let's, if we lost a series, let's salvage a game, end the weekend on something high, and you come on your first eight guys get struck out. So, I mean, Bosnick, incredible. Uh, good pitching performances from everybody, really. Um, and then, uh, I mean, Wes Clark. I mean, he had he had the four home runs in three games. I'm sorry, three home runs in, in three games. Uh, he had one home run sat Friday, two home runs on Saturday, um, and then nothing on Sunday. But he did have, like, a double and some other stuff. Um, I mean, I think he had, like, seven or eight RBIs. Uh, regardless, he was National Player of the Week and only co-SEC Player of the Week, which is questionable. But, I mean, that National— SEC I mean, always wants to screw honors. over us on those— Yeah, I don't like—I don't like—just just pick somebody. I don't know, like, if you're— Like, how can you be the feelings, National like, Player of the Week— 
but not the best in the SEC. Like, it, yeah. What? And I get like, I mean, I mean, you look it up. It was a guy from Ole Miss. Ole Miss had a really good weekend. Uh, I think they went three and zero against top ten teams in the country from the big, uh, Big Twelve. Yeah, they're ranked number one now. Yeah, they as did well, bump so. up to number one. So I mean, yeah, he did that. But I mean, the dude didn't hit three home runs in three games. So and he was hitting like seven hundred um, at the time. It's just improved tonight. Um, so I mean, West Clark definitely takes Week One MVP, obviously, uh, because I mean, not only just for this series alone and for Gamecock baseball, but on the conference and national level. Uh, Brady Allen also had a heck of a weekend, um, multiple, multiple um, multi-base hits. So that was that was huge. Um, I think he had like two triples and a double on either Friday or Saturday, which is crazy. Um, and then Andrew Eister also had a big series. So really good to see the bats come alive, uh, the pitchers being consistent and, and solid. So not a lot and and also our bullpen if i remember correctly on saturday it, it got a little dicey there it got to like six five and then i'm i might be wrong but like did i read that bullpen came in and like basically didn't give up a hit for like the last four innings or was that sunday Pretty much and then the kind of similar to what happened uh in the winthrop game and in the sunday uh later innings the the bats just came alive when it was yeah. a pretty close game yeah, so that's um, good to see. I, I'm not sure which game you're talking about there because I think both kind of went that direction. It was like we took a lead, they kind of crept back in it, and then our pitchers shut them down while we blasted a million home yeah. runs. Yeah, I, but one like okay specifically script, they didn't give a hit. Yeah, you know, and, and that's one thing, you know, we've been talking about. Like I know Clayton, you wanted to bring up the past and last season um, and seasons prior, but I feel like uh, in a lot of teams that we've had previously um, in games like uh, the last couple where, you know, it kind of – had a slow start to the game. Maybe you know we we jumped out, let them come around, hang around in like a one and two ball game, which get past like the fifth inning. Um, I, I feel like a lot of those games in the past couple of seasons have found a way to slip away from us or get a lot more dicey than they had or than they were for us this, uh, in the last week. Uh, I mean, like I said, I mean uh, Saturday. I mean on Friday the game was just basically it, it, we got out the first three batters. It was like a hit a hit and a three-run home run by um, by Wes Clark. And, you know, it was really just that was all she wrote there. We just kind of took it to him. And then, you know, Saturday got out to big league, let him come back, and then we took it to him. And then Sunday just kind of hung around, and then, you know, the bats came alive. But in, in previous seasons, I feel like we didn't we didn't do that. I mean, we, we, we let him hang around, and, and sometimes it would be, you know, we'd have to go to like a ninth hit hero, or ninth inning heroics um, or we'd end up dropping the game. And, you know, we kind of saw that uh, really specifically in the this, in this series last year with North, Northeastern or Northwestern, sorry. So it was good to see the bats come alive late and put all of that worry out the window. Yeah, I'm just really happy with, with pretty much everything this weekend, but I also like have in the back of my mind that it's going to get a lot tougher, and so I, I don't know how reasonable it is to just expect us to hit seven home runs a game <laughs> i yeah, mean i yeah. take it certainly i think it's a great recipe for success if we're able to do it uh, i think the only takeaway i'll have that i i kind of felt a little iffy about just because it's kind of a trend we've seen under kingston is the infield making a lot of errors and i i don't know how many of the runs we've given up between the seven we gave up this weekend against dayton and the four tonight I, I'm willing to bet at least half of those are unearned. I haven't seen a lot of the stats, but I think particularly two on the infield, were from Heinrich. 
Yeah, there's there's just too many errors we're seeing on the infield. Like, I don't want to compare this team to the really, really good teams we had at the beginning of the decade, but that's the one thing that you could always hang your hat on with those teams is that they were going to be a sharp defensive team. And we we're like, if we give out five runs and three of them are unearned, we may not be scoring 12 runs a game. So it's just something to keep yeah. an eye on. I, I'm not like overly worried about it at this point, but just because it's it has happened in the past two years when we struggled, I, I, I'm worried about it a little bit. But um, obviously, if we're able to play offense the way we are, I'm not overly worried, I guess. Yeah, and you know, that's true. That's something that I didn't look into too hard just because it had been... Um, you know, we just kind of won pretty handily all the games, so I didn't really think about errors and stuff like that. But yeah, just looking back at the box scores for the first four games, we haven't had a clean sheet yet. Uh, we've had five errors in the first four games, so definitely something to look out to or look into. Yeah. Um, but it's also, you know, the first series, uh, first four games, um, you know, a, a couple of times, you know, since we're not playing anybody big yet, you know, there might be some guys, some more inexperienced guys that are slipping to the lineup, uh, especially in the midweek games. So uh, just... Definitely something to keep an eye on, but something that uh, I wouldn't say can't be cleaned up a little bit going forward as well. And I'm actually looking forward to more mistakes and more errors or errors early on, uh, just because, especially with like the pitching, which is really good, and the batting, which has been dominant. Because you know that we're going to have some slow games at some point, and you know, I, one thing I'm looking forward to is seeing how Kingston utilizes his team. Um, and like kind of makes adjustments based on that because I, I, I'm no engineer but I know like an engineering term is like make mistakes early because then you can fix them really quick and then when things really like get important you've seen all the bad things that can happen and you know how to react to it I understand this is an older team but it's it, you know it's a team that hasn't seen a ton of success in recent years and we had a really bad year last year that just because of COVID so it's really like we lost a whole year of experience there so I just want to see more mistakes happen now, and if Kingston can really, like, I want to see if he knows how to adjust for that. And so that, by the time we hit postseason, we're ready to go. That's yeah. that's my concern. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reword that for I don't. I mean, that sounds like you're saying you want to see more errors? You no, I want to see more see, mistakes happen them. so we can see where those cracks are. No, I'd rather Because if they start popping up too late, happen. then there's no way you can no, really kind of happening fix that. that it's not in the games. I'd rather I'd True. rather see the errors work them. I'd rather see the errors. <laughs> like, if there are going to be errors, I'd rather see them happen. Well, if something's now. too perfect. You know, there's something see, wrong. Like, I don't want to just be like, "Hey guys, let's get like a three, like let's rattle off like some three error ball games this week, so that we can say, hey, let's work on this in practice.'" Like, no, I mean, like these guys. Know. Well, well, they, if you get late into the season and you get a game where you can't hit at all, the motivation's a big factor. You can't really okay. motivate during practice. I don't like when that. You're, I'll say this. Well. I really <laughs> just don't want any errors in this upcoming series against Clemson because, man, this I really absolutely. want to beat Clemson in a major men's sport. Yes, uh, it definitely would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, big big weekend. On paper, it should happen. Uh, you know, we are 16 and 17, depending on which poll you're looking at, um, in the country. They're unranked. Uh I don't know what they were in action today. They did. Can you say that a little bit louder, Tyler? I don't think I, I heard that. Oh, uh, which part? Uh, the fact that they are unranked. That part. Yeah, yeah. I think. I yeah. think you got it. Got a nice. There. Okay. A little echo there. Is that what you wanted? They're also unranked. If you didn't know. Oh, are they really? unranked? 
Wait, hey, wait, hey. wait, in which poll? Hey, Clayton, what, can True. you what, what Clemson True. is real fast for me? Uh, let me see, uh, Clemson baseball. Carry the two uh, out unranked. three. Well, what about the other poll, Clayton? Um, I, I, th- I believe they're unranked there, too. Oh, oh, oh wow, interesting. <laughs> well, uh, that is something, that is something. Uh, so, yeah, uh, un- unranked team going up against uh, you know just another Dayton Flyers on the on the record book uh, coming up and nothing too special to write home about but uh, but in all seriousness uh, it is a rivalry it is probably the biggest and best rivalry in college baseball I mean these guys in the last 20 years have literally played each other in Omaha for a shot to go to the College World Series final and I regret to inform any Clemson fans that might be listening that Clemson lost both of those games, or actually all four of those games, because in both situations, Clemson just had to win one to go to the championship, and Carolina came back and won both games of a winner-take-all. So, I mean, I don't think I can't think of too many other rivalries that really get that deep, and especially on the sport's biggest uh, biggest stage. So, uh, regardless of whether or not they're unranked, it is still an SEC opponent, or ACC opponent. Uh, that is our biggest rival. They're coming in with a chip on their shoulder. They definitely want to come and beat us. Uh, like They pretty much have over the last seven years. I think it's like six out of the last seven. So this is the time to reverse that and get that back to where it needs to be. And I'm excited. I mean, we got weather permitting Clemson at Clemson on Friday night or Friday afternoon, late afternoon, really. Uh, then we've got a game once again at Floor Field. I don't know why they always got to put that game there. It seems a little ridiculous. And then they're coming to Columbia on Sunday again, weather permitting. Yeah, it's a it's a big test, regardless of them being unranked. I know we're joking around with that, but like they're a decent team. They're easily going to be better than anyone we've played by a long shot. And uh, you know, it's it's going to be important for us to come out of that with at least two wins. Um, I'm going to try to get down there Sunday. I think Marino, maybe Devin are going to try to go with me. I have no idea what the whole ticketing situation is i hope I was about to say outside the stadium have some general admission available because i know it's it's basically every game sold out this year i know there are only about two thousand people allowed in a game yeah. but, i mean just driving by the stadium the last couple of days when they've had games it, it looks like there's a ton of people at least in the parking lot and mm-hmm. everything so we're gonna give it a go uh, if you happen to be listening and are selling or know anybody that might have some tickets we'll <laughs> gladly take those and uh you know for a reasonable pr- reasonable price of course of course but yeah i mean other than that i mean it's it's clemson like i, I think it's notable that it's been a, a while since we beat clemson in a, a major sport i think we beat them in men's basketball last year but um in baseball we haven't done super well against them last year we went to the the home game in Columbia against them and just absolutely terrible. God, we got, um, made me we lose got no hit into in, the ninth inning. Yeah. It oh, made me man. lose so much interest in the baseball to when the season got canceled. I was like, I mean, it's probably better that it yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. It was rough. It was rough. So, yeah. So I know that uh, Clemson, you know, is our, you know, big rival and that yeah. they're still a, a good team. But realistically, this is probably like the third or fourth easiest series we're going to play all year just because of yeah, how hard our schedule is we yeah. need to win this series that's crazy yes to it's, think about. it's definitely important it is definitely important because like you said it does not get it doesn't get any easier i mean we do have like a beginning yeah this is i think this is like because, our 
uh, our one of our four series against unranked teams. Like yeah, I mean we've got. Do you think we've got this, and then we play Winthrop again next week? Uh, early R.I.P. to them. Oh man, and then uh, and then we've got a three game series against Mercer. Uh, which Mercer actually like what I say they have like some sort of like record for like I can't like most consecutive like thirty one seasons or forty one seasons I don't know but they they aren't like a pushover team but it's going to be one of the easier season series and then right after that we have at Texas at Vanderbilt Florida comes to town uh, then at Georgia will probably be and then I mean maybe an easier one but I mean right after that we rattle off you know three straight series that you know we could easily you know be at you know possibly like three and three and six in i mean that's you know that's optimistic not optimistic but not as pessimistic as possible but pessimistic i guess but this is the first big sport to play clemson this academic year so i mean yeah that's pretty wild if we win it's it's a sweep really it's the first big sport being played since we played clemson last year in baseball so the pressure is on for the baseball team. A lot's riding on yes. this. The Bragg and Rice are definitely turned up a little bit on this one. Oh, one last one last thought about this upcoming series. Yeah. Just this I, I saw some stuff on Twitter that, that got me thinking. So imagine, you know, we're playing Clemson this weekend and Wes Clark comes up to the <laughs> comes up to the plate. And just absolutely cranks moonshot after moonshot against Clemson. I mean, if you thought the the home runs were fun against Winthrop, imagine when it's against Clemson. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Marino, what do you think that would be called if if he did that? I'm thinking we're gonna have to really really trademark this Soda City Slammer. <laughs> Soda City Slammer, dude. <laughs> TM, yeah, exactly. TM. We need to we need to market this somehow. Make a yeah. shirt. I mean, it, it's actually pretty easy marketing when you Merch know you get in a game. So yeah. we might have to we, we might just have to make it plural. You know, so to say, slammers. Because I mean, if he if we can get someone else doing well too, have like two a duo. Someone else. Slammers. I mean, we had seven home runs today. Seven. Home I mean, runs. it's true. That's true. Yeah, I have mean, <laughs> the whole damn half team. More one guy, but I mean. Seven home runs is uh, is pretty fun. It is that is definitely a good game. So yeah, uh, but that will that will wrap up everything there for baseball at least for this week. Uh, and yeah, I mean it's pretty a pretty solid pretty solid little slogan there. We're going to add an S there I'm excited because about we're that. hitting so many of those slammers. Uh, but but yeah, we're going to kind of sounds like we're talking about pogs. <laughs> you'll ever know what <laughs> you'll you'll know pogs. Is that too early for y'all? Um... What? Is this a, like a weird Marino reference? No, yeah, pogs were something you could get back in the day from like milk cartons and stuff, and they had slammers. Were like is like kind of like jacks. I don't know. Our eighties people would know. Our nineties people would know. What do you I think know. our demographic is? <laughs> Zoomers. Actually, most our demographic actually, actually that's no true. We have we have seven percent in the bracket of uh, like old thirty five to forty four. We have eleven percent. So, so, right. thank, so shout out to the one shout out to yeah exactly shout out to like the four people that understand Marino's reference. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, shout out to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she's probably in the other age range, but anyway, all right, <laughs> she'd hate that I said that. 
And we just lost a listener. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Marina. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no. you know, it's it's been quiet lately on the the Gamecock football front. You know, it, it's kind of crazy to think about. We've had like multiple weeks with minimal things happening. No coaching inserts. No one leaving. No rumors blowing around everywhere. No national signing day, but. You know, we did have a couple recruiting uh, commits this weekend. Uh, Assumption University, shout out to Mike Uva for this one. Uh, Cornerback transfer Carlins Platel finishes out the 2021 class. Uh, Definitely a guy that was a late riser. I I think I heard that uh, Coastal had been going after him originally, and then he got a couple other SEC offers. Uh, But a guy who, you know, coming from the Northeast, their football season got canceled, so... Kind of on the same boat as our, our guys, uh, EJ Jenkins and Jason Brown, who didn't get to play. So definitely, uh, I mean, he's he's only got one year to play. So how impactful he will be is kind of yet to see, yet to be seen. But I mean, I'm looking forward. I mean, it's a position of need like we've harped on all offseason so far and will continue to do all the way up till the season is, I mean, we're going to have to have a bunch of guys come in and compete for these spots and, you know, Despite coming from a smaller school and not being able to play this year, like having a guy come in uh, at that defensive back position who's got experience, uh, if he can come in and make an impact, he could be somebody that fills in for a year in a position group that needs him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's always good to get those transfer guys, too, that don't have, I mean, even though, I mean, sorry, Mike, but, you know, it is just assumption. Uh, it's not quite up to snuff with that SEC talent. But, you know, it still is something that's going to be above a high school level, uh, something that's going to be given a little bit of, you know, he's going to have more experience. He's going to be used to, you know, the everyday grind of college football. So he's going to be, you know, it is an addition, a very important addition. So I, I think uh, he's just, just got piece the experience the that most of our uh, secondary group lacks. Most of the guys exactly. remaining on the, on the roster are very young guys that, you know, they have talent, but they don't have that experience they need. And I think he could really come in and maybe, you know, he's, He's not a starter, but he will definitely be pushing other guys in practice, and he'll be pushing for that that spot, no doubt. I mean, and especially on this team, you know, if we get a good locker room guy, that is very important in this transition period that we're in. So, I mean, if if at the very least we get somebody that, like you said, that works hard and and just can motivate some of these guys that might have more of a traditional SEC talent. Not saying this guy can't. I mean, you know, anything can happen. I mean, this guy could come in and – you know, be conference player of the year next year. I mean, that's technically a possibility. But, you know, it would be great if that happened. I'd love to have something like that happen. But, you know, at the very least, we've got a guy, like you said, with experience. And experience is very valuable at any stage of a football program, but especially where we're sitting at right now. True. And that that was kind of early in the week. And just uh, as we're recording this, happening more recently, our asterisk first 2022 Commit. <laughs> Wonder what that asterisk <laughs> all, is all about. Only, only one. Of, <laughs> We're not going to uh, talk about that for now. But uh, depending on the site you look at, a three slash four star, another defensive back. Uh, I think he's more of a safety. Uh, but you know, you never know what they'll be when they get into our system. But uh, listed as South, a safety. But yeah, we'll listed see. as a safety. So certainly, safety's been a position that has made me want to bang my head against my desk uh, in the the past couple years. But 
definitely can't hurt bringing in this guy uh, 2022 obviously first guy from that class and uh, a big safety target for us and you know I think also not to mention that this guy seems like he's pretty solid still plenty of time to go it's early yeah he's one of those Torian Gray targets that uh, and you know Torian Gray I think was a great hire for us and he, he he's able to find some some really good guys and he likes him a lot he's 6'4 180 so that's pretty exciting in my opinion yeah, yeah I like that stature a lot yeah that that is pretty sweet and I mean you also got to consider the the Torian Gray effect I mean, pulling this guy, you know, there's other guys within the same team and within other teams that probably play around there that Torian Gray's got huge connections with. We've we've seen some mentions of some big names that we're in on for that 2022 class, so it's definitely shaping up to be uh, a, a battle in the, the Sunshine State down there for a bunch of good recruits. For sure. Never about them to get a safety from South Florida. Hey, they have a pretty good reputation. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I guess we'll, we'll knock out our basketball quick hit as well. Uh, it's pretty much just been the same quick hits. I mean, men are generally bad, and then women are generally good. Uh, they did lose a tough one to Tennessee earlier this week, uh, and the fan base is just – some of our fan base is just horrible and stupid. And honestly, they should kind of be the flop of the week, uh, but we do have something else set for that. I mean, there were literally people talking about how Don is like – running her course like uh, did y'all just get like your jollies off firing Muschamp and you want to fire everybody I mean I get going after Frank Martin I get talking bad about Kingston at times I'm not going to say anything bad right now because of the first four games but do not come after Don Staley I swear literally go find another team to cheer for uh but yeah that's all I'm gonna really say about that uh they did turn around and, and get a win against Missouri or was it sorry no Kentucky we didn't we know we lost Missouri in men's basketball I think uh, but we did get a win against top 25 Kentucky to follow up that loss. Right back on schedule, pretty good win. So, not worried about the woman at all. And uh, we'll, we'll head it over to Flop of the Week. Yeah, so this week we got a Flop of the Week. It, it involves Cam Newton, but the flop here is not Cam Newton. So Cam is at a at a, a football camp, which I believe he was hosting, and you know there's a, a video that surfaces of this this kid i assume he's you know probably like you know 16 17 talking trash to cam and he's like oh you're a free agent like you know like you're not good anymore you're like you're washed like and he's just was talking he yelling all this at him that he was trash yeah or was was he yelling you're trash or your ass well, i was it's the all same of thing the above. and so well, I mean, it, it's the same thing, but it definitely is different, I guess, when you're standing up to Cam Newton to his face and saying "trash" or "ass." Yeah, for, yeah. First of all, this kid's like Ooh, way, way know. smaller than Cam, so like, I mean, well, I guess talk your shit, but Cam. like, but he's like significantly smaller, and Most he was are. behind a couple kids <laughs> yeah, exactly. too. He was yeah, not he was, he in was his face. He was. Hey. Eh. You're and all trash. he, you know, you've already lost when all you can do is say the exact same thing over and over and over. And it was just like, Cam's okay. just like listening to him. He's just like, yo, I'm rich. Like, he's just like trying to say, like, <laughs> I, your opinion doesn't matter. Like, I'm already successful. Like, I'm a. Uh, he didn't at, say he was successful. He said he was rich. Yeah. He, he doesn't need to flex that <laughs> That's he's a good a, distinction. Uh, he's all of the accolades that he's got, you know, NFL MVP, like went to the Super Bowl, Heisman, Heisman Trophy, Trophy winner, winner, national, national championship. Like he doesn't need to flex all that. He can just go stay with a, oh, I'm rich. 
I mean, Will Muschamp, he could say the same thing. So, you know, Cam took, took the high road. He could have absolutely demolished this kid, but instead he, he doesn't talk too much trash. It's and Dude, it's just one of the most audacious things for... I didn't realize... I assumed Cam probably volunteered his time. I didn't realize Cam was probably running that whole event. And it's like, I invited you here. I yeah. like paid for you to be here, and you're going to disrespect Yeah, like he's me going out of his time to help people out. Because Cam's like a very charitable guy. Like, if you didn't... If you've never like followed all the things that he does, he does a lot of incredible like yeah. volunteering, and he's he's a really a, a nice guy. And to to go help someone and or multi, a lot of people and try and develop their football game to learn from an NFL MVP, and you want to talk trash to him, like this just it shows a lot. And and the guy the kid also talks about how he wants to do big things. Then people looked him up, and he's <laughs> like he's got NA on all of his stats everywhere because he. He's, like, so irrelevant. I was just about to say, I was like, I imagine he doesn't really care about doing anything, but it sounds like he does. But, like, you just shot yourself in the foot. Like, what, like, small coach for a high school or, like, some sort of program is going to want you to come on seeing that you said that to a professional athlete? Yeah, exactly. Like, just professionally, like, holding yourself to a certain standard, coaches care almost just as much about you being a man as a player. And like you're done. Like you're never gonna do anything now. Like you're gonna be blacklisted. So yeah, yeah he Good burned job. a lot of bridges for himself by this, and you know, hopefully he'll learn from it. But uh, you know, to be fair, Mary Catherine did. Look <laughs> I don't in, know. <laughs> well, Mary Catherine did look this story up because I was talking about it, and then she had decided to look it up like today, and like she came across like his huddle page. I don't think he really like burns. What's a huddle page? Re- it's like it's, it's like, like your you go and you page. can like, yeah. Oh okay. I don't think too many people are gonna be calling his name anyway. But yeah, I saw I one where he got is. absolutely pancaked block. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty yeah, funny. Exactly. That's what I. That's what I. If was only Cam to, knew that yeah. beforehand. Yeah, and that was on his highlight page. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've got a slightly different take on this. I don't know. May- maybe y'all agree or disagree. I, I have a different take I, too. I'll I you go. really don't think this is a big deal. I don't think it's anyone's fault except for the people that made it a big deal. I mean, I feel like people talk trash all the time. Like. It, does anyone not remember the the videos of Cam Newton at like a similar style camp, like somebody telling him like Von Miller is your daddy or something? And like that. Does anyone not up. remember the play sixty kid? Yeah. <laughs> just warm up my arm. <laughs> like I just be your mom's was, favorite player. I just yeah. feel like it was a, two dudes at a football camp talking trash. Like I don't think there's you know, anything I, wrong with that. Like. I, I think I I, you're kind of right, but I definitely think that it's a little bit different when, I mean, when you're kind of trash yourself. Um, well, a kind of a bad way to say, except for that Cam Newton was also trash. Uh, but uh, like, it was like, I think it was the fact that he was trying to do it for clout. Like, he wasn't doing it. Like, like there's a difference in trash talking. Yeah, like, I guess that's true. If you're like. I, so like, I understand oh, trash like, talk when you're like playing against each other. That makes sense. But when you're like yeah. somebody who are, are not competing against each other. And it's not you funny fade. trash talk, like because the thing about like the oh the Von Millers like your dad that's especially that's funny and it was like you know yeah. relevant at the time like this kid didn't say anything that was funny like he was being dead no, serious. No, it wasn't funny, but he was trying to put all over TikTok as like, hey, look, I just dog Cam Newton, which no, you didn't. Like you probably just paid to go to this guy's camp 
and then look like an idiot as you're you, you know what's gonna happen to him too he's gonna be that one guy that always comes into the store when he's 30 years old and be like hey i was the guy that made fun of cam newton i made him look so stupid like yeah we've heard this story every week pops like we get it yeah you made fun of cam newton sure you did I'll, and like God, i'll just say it's like it's store. that meme of the uh of like the daughter walking like her grandma out and it's like yeah sure grandma <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, sure exactly remember that time i i called cam newton trash to his face yeah okay grandma except total lie or at least total like fish story there. The I'll just say I, I <laughs> yeah. feel like the bigger flop is all the people that somehow made this their issue and that they were so offended that either they were mad at Cam or they were mad at the kid. And oh, it's like, just, just live a little bit. <laughs> Every small coach in the country was like, I'd never have one of my players. Like, I'm like, yeah, get and it. And that's just, that's, that's not yeah, that's, true that's either. <laughs> that's just not yeah. true. It's not. I mean, it's not at all. That's what that's probably what that guy that coach said about three days ago too. So um, <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get clout off of that story for themselves. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a lot different. Like I mean, it's definitely different. Than the kids just looking for clout, uh, and it just seems a little ridiculous. But uh, definitely a lot of flops to go around um, in that situation. Pretty much anybody but Cam, because Cam was just like. I'm rich because Cam's rich. That's why we're not rich, and Cam is. So Cam doesn't flop because of that. Uh, Cam does flop because he took money from Auburn, and therefore is just trash. Took money from. I'm yeah. still salty about. This and took computers from Florida. Game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. did take computers um, from Florida. Yeah. All right. So uh, does that kind of end everything except for? You know, airing my grievances of today's events. Pretty much. All right, time. Tyler. Now is your time. We'll give you. A- three minutes to talk exactly. about your tiger yeah, I'll woods be quick. so yeah so the reason i'm Time depressed up. today is because uh today tuesday uh february 23rd 2020 uh eldrick 2021 tiger woods jesus 2021 wow you, yeah you're gonna tell woods. us like the the lunar cycle too yeah it is a we have a winning give us out there half, or something yeah, half crescent tonight uh high of 71 <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so this morning uh early this morning in in los angeles tiger was driving down the road uh flipped his car and basically probably do we know how he career. flipped his car uh, i heard that there were like no skid marks so, so like he obviously was in control i guess so yeah so originally a lot of people thought that there was it was a dui uh, the sheriff's department in LA County very quickly ruled out alcohol, but um, obviously we know about a couple years ago, about three or four years ago now, uh, he was arrested for a DUI where he was just basically behind the wheel, passed out of his vehicle, um, and that was based off of being high off of painkillers and the influence of painkillers um, after he had some surgery. So Tiger did have some surgery, uh, just cleaned some stuff up back in uh, right around the holidays, right around Christmas. I think it was like the day before Christmas Eve, actually. Um, and so Festivus, if you celebrate the holiday, so, uh, so a lot of people quickly thought that, you know, maybe it was that again. Uh, but actually it turns out after some reports have come out that there was no, um, no evidence of him being under the influence of anything. Uh, what actually I heard, uh, yesterday it came, uh, yesterday a lot of videos came out of him playing, uh, or well, you know, doing some videos with, uh, Dwayne Wade and Kevin Spade, uh, which is interesting combination of celebrities. Uh, and then uh, he had like a part two of like his video shoots. He's doing stuff like Golf Channel, um, and he was supposed to be doing something with Drew Brees. He was running late. He was speeding, 
Uh, and it sounds like, I guess he just lost control of his vehicle and it flipped. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, thank God he was wearing a seatbelt and the car did what it was built to do uh, in terms of, you know, safety precautions in the cabin of the vehicle. What was the car? Uh, it was a Hyundai something, I assume, uh, because oh my you can God. see, well, he is the host of the This Hyundai. is why Apple ended their deal with Hyundai. What do you mean? I thought that was with, like, Kia or something. Kia's well, I just I, I assume it was Hyundai because uh, because the the side of the car had the decal for the Genesis Invitational, which is the tournament that he hosts. <laughs> the that fact that that's weekend. how you got to that conclusion is hilarious. Well, why would I mean why would why would the Genesis? Well, he owned a Hyundai. True. Why would the Genesis Invitational put their courtesy cars from like Mercedes? I mean, wouldn't they yeah. give up? Wouldn't they give up? You know, their own? that would just be bad marketing, right? So I yeah. assume it was a Hyundai something. And uh, Hyundai Elantra. No, that's a sedan. It was an SUV. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, the only so I know. yeah, I mean, he flipped it, uh, and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, the result is uh, two fractures, one of which is compound, and a shattered ankle. And I mean, it does not look good for a career prognosis. Uh, I mean, the dude's forty-five years old now, and that is a that's a massive, massive recovery, uh, especially in the lower body, which is. You know, of course, very important in golf. Now, I mean, this is also the man that won a U.S. Open on a torn ACL and a, and a fractured leg before in 2008. Uh, but of course, that was you know a guy that was that was 13 years younger and had a lot more was a lot more spry as well. Also, so. not two broken bones either. No, not of one of which was a compound fracture. But yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I I definitely I don't think this is going to be the end of Tiger Woods. I mean, obviously, the dude's got like a lifetime. Um, lifetime invitation to the Masters. So we'll see Tiger Woods play golf again, uh, and, and we'll see Tiger Woods play on the PGA Tour again, um, I'm, I'm definitely sure. I don't know what the time frame looks like. I would say at least a year before you see him really do anything. Uh, but I, like I said, I, I don't see him just saying it's a hang-up for good uh, just because of the exemptions that he does have um, and the kind of figure that he is. But, man, it just it really stinks. Uh, I mean, he definitely – he was he has some momentum – um, you know, of course, he won in 2019 at the Masters, uh, which was definitely the pinnacle of what is, was probably going to be the final chapter of his career anyway. Um, but, I mean, I'm glad we at least got that. Um, you know, we got another win um, that tied the all-time record, so um, of 82 PGA Tour wins, uh, tying with Sam Snead. So a lot of people were hoping that he'd get to 83 and, and own it outright, but at this point, that seems to be unlikely with today's events. But, man, it just... Today was not. I did not expect to wake up today and and see the likely the end of the career of one of my favorite all time athletes. I mean, oh, it sucks. So. And five minutes on that one. Only five minutes. That wasn't yeah, too bad. That's not too bad. For I'm, depressed. We're about I'm a little depressed. I'm depressed. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll collect myself by next week, uh, and uh, and. Hopefully we don't have anything but uh, to talk about next week, but uh, beat down of Clemson. So uh, y'all have a good one, and uh, and we'll talk to y'all then.